0: welcome to two dudes in a canoe i'm junior and i'm
1: jordan we're two pastors who do enough preaching instead we just want to have some conversations about life so come on and hop in and if you haven't yet subscribed we'd love for you to be a regular whether you're on a run
0: in the kitchen or on your commute grab a paddle hop in the canoe let's navigate a river together Ended River. Disclaimer. This is one of those rivers that we think everyone else needs to go down but us. Like everyone else needs this. Yep. Everyone else
1: gets offended and has thin skin. Everyone else is angry, but not me. Yep, yeah, everyone else is really sensitive. And my anger, though, it's a little different because my anger is I'm entitled to it. It's yeah. a righteous anger. Yeah, what do you mean by righteous anger?
0: Because a lot of people think they have righteous anger. What does yeah, that actually and mean?
1: And especially in kind of the in Christian language in our vocabulary, we say it a lot. And that's because I think we think of the one story of Jesus when he goes into the temple yeah. and he and he's angry and yeah. he starts flipping tables. Right. And so we
0: think like, well, Jesus did that so I can. Exactly. Problem is, is Jesus did that once in Scripture, and we do that like, what, three, four, five times a day. Yeah. And he's God. (laughs) His anger can be righteous.
1: Ours is usually more self-righteous. Oh, yeah.
0: See, I venture to say, and this is just my opinion, 95% of your anger is not righteous. And maybe even more than that. Yeah. Like, your anger with politics, your anger with those idiot friends who post dumb stuff, your anger with headlines—
1: 95, if not more, 95% of your anger is probably not righteous. And I would actually even go a little higher, Junior. I think 99% of our anger is probably not righteous. And and it's not that the feeling of getting angry is wrong, that we should feel bad about that, but it's more about what we do with our anger and how we hold on to it and use it as fuel. Yeah, I think that's wrong. Yeah,
0: it's natural to get angry, but it is wrong, as you said, to hold on to it. It's wrong to live with it. It's wrong to be offended and live in your head. It's wrong to let it ruin relationships. It's wrong to let it fuel grudges. So pretty much
1: we all suck at this,
0: and we should talk about it. Yeah, that's why we're going down this river. So... Jordan, let me ask you: What usually offends you? You find yourself offended and angry. What's often the trigger? Well, it
1: gets me going. It's not even so much when people talk crap about me. I, I hate when people talk crap about people that I love. So if someone's taking shots at my family or someone's taking shot at my friends, like I'm, my kind of loyalty kicks in, and that is what man offends me. There's a little bit of righteous anger with that more than anything else. Yeah, that's my (laughs) one (laughs) percent. No, I don't think the the feeling of it's not wrong, but I use that as fuel to hate them, or or I can use it as fuel to be like, okay, now how can I get them back with it? So again, I don't think my anger helps. What what about you? Mm -hmm. Usually, people's stupid posts is what gets me going. Virtue signaling, can't stand it people posting politics
0: and then wanting to fight about it online. It just bothers me. Like, I hate it. Over 50% of my friends, uh, like, on my friends list on Facebook, I have them hidden. Am I hidden? No, you're not. Because <laughs> you're not, you are not—you don't make dumb posts, you, you know. But I, admittedly, though, I, I get worked up, especially when I see guys, and there's so many of them. You know, they're all tough online. You know, they got all the keyboard courage, and they're going yeah. after people. It's just pitiful. Nobody cares what they think, but they're all worked up, and they're just being mean online. And I know a few of these guys. Like, I'll say something to them in person, and I'll be like, why would you post that? And then they're like, Fuck are less courageous They're like oh uh, yeah I, I probably shouldn't have done that you know but it's that mentality that's killing our society and so the stupid social media fights and the virtue signaling i don't know, I, I hate to say it this way cuz i
1: i feel like i'm being like easily offended but it does offend me i i get bothered about that yeah and we, you can take it a step further because we've seen this People get mad when you don't post certain things. It's not even just about posting things. It's, hey, you didn't post this hashtag. You didn't post this half-biased news item. And and we've offended people by not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not going to do that because
0: it's bearing false witness to post a half story, especially before all the facts come out. So for Christians, it's very dangerous. It breaks a commandment. But all that to say, though, everyone's offended about everything. Whether you post something, people are getting offended, or you don't post something, people are getting offended. You're offending
1: and you're being offended yeah junior how much do you, th- do you think people kind of like being angry do you think they kind of like being offended i feel like we're getting to that point in our society where it's
0: almost like uh it's almost righteous yeah, yeah. like the righteous anger it's like i'm a little bit more righteous because i am angry
1: about whatever yeah it makes us feel a little bit better and i think that anger feels gives us a feeling more of a control you know you think so how yeah. so because when you get hurt you, you i think you, you you it's kind of the fight or flight thing right uh-huh. and so we don't want to flight because then we feel like a pansy but so we kind of fight and so we use this anger to fuel us up and kind of go for it you know sure but the problem is now you just have these generally unhappy people that walk around angry all the time oh yeah i mean it's why our mental issues are skyrocketing as a society and much of it
0: boils down to how we're dealing with our anger over being offended yeah i, I think we all just
1: wish we had thicker skin
0: we do yeah i, I wish that i mean we, we just don't know how to get that thicker skin i mean it sounds
1: great but how do you get thick skin yeah especially when without getting a hard heart in the process you know what i mean oh that's good Un- wait jordan unpack that for a second because that's fantastic well we all want thick skin where, where people can say things or post things and it doesn't really affect us yeah it you sounds know? magnificent but problem is, as we seek to become more like that, we get a hard heart. We, we write people off. We care less about people. We become inwardly focused. It's, it's a defense mechanism we use. I don't know if you've ever had that, but we say, All right, I, don't, I don't want you to break my heart again. So I'm going to harden my heart. I'm going to withdraw from people. And I'm never going to try to feel for anyone or anything. Oh, that's good. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of us.
0: Thin skin and hard hearts. Like the comments, they all piss us off. They get under our skin. But our hearts are hard and grudge filled and anger
1: crusty hearts. Yeah, and the goal is to be the opposite. Thick skin. People can make their comments and and you just move on. But you still have a soft heart. that, That hurts for people and that loves people. Yeah, that's the sweet spot. You don't even like that. Thick skin Soft heart You know when you
0: say that I, One person that comes to mind Is uh, my dad actually And sometimes it bugged me as a kid my, my, So my dad's a pastor And sometimes being a pastor's kid Just sucks Because you see people Take yeah. shots at you. Which we both are by Yeah the way. right right <laughs> I mean, and you've seen this, people just take shots at your dad. And sometimes it's even harder on the kids because as you were talking about earlier, it's easier to take a shot. It's harder when you see a loved one take a shot. And so I would see people take some nasty shots at my dad, personal shots, people that my dad counseled and gave up like a lot of time to help and mentor. And then they just kick them on their way out. And I would see my dad have thick skin, like just let it roll off his back. Never once kept him from letting the next person in and loving them and putting himself honestly in another possible position where that could happen again. And a lot of times it did. So when I think of, that i do think of my dad
1: yeah heart. i've witnessed that it's a lot like jesus isn't
0: yeah it? yeah right he took his shots but his heart was all was always broken for people even
1: the people who took shots at jesus he'd feel for them thick skin soft heart the vast majority though we have so much work to do to get there we because i think for a lot of us we have thin skin and hard hearts yeah yeah and to prove it we're gonna take a little test right now I'm gonna test you to see how
0: thin your skin is and how hard your heart is. This, this test is not going to feel good, but we're going to take it. We just kind of came up with this. You won't find this anywhere outside of the canoe. Now, the first sign, you have thin skin and a hard heart. You have very few friends who think differently
1: than you. Most of your friends agree with you. They have to. You can't handle friends who see things differently. Nah, you've defriended them. You've distanced yourself from them. You've used the excuse quality over
0: quantity. I've just got fewer friends, but they're more. they're more quality. <laughs> In fact, you've even made yourself into the victims for those relationships that fell apart. But the fact remains, you can't
1: handle people around you who think differently because your skin is too thin for it. And so you push them away. Second sign your skin is too thin and your heart is hard is you live in your head. You have multiple conversations with people where you school them and you tell them off. What? I've never done this. What are you talking about, Jordan? <laughs> right? We're, we're guilty. We're holding on to anger. It's consuming our mind and it only hardens our heart. Third sign you got thin skin and a hard heart is you can't think from their perspective. You struggle to get into anyone else's shoes. Yeah, that's good. You, you rarely pause and think you know what, maybe they're hurting. Right. Maybe they're right. Maybe there's something to their perspective. So pretty much, we all suck at this. We got
0: thin skin and hard hearts. How can we reverse that? How can we get thicker skin and
1: softer hearts? And we're going to hit that and so much more right after
0: Canoes. canoes. All right, here's this river's canoes. A North Carolina man has been charged with animal cruelty after allegedly abandoning a fish after eviction. Like Guy he leaves he his apartment. Ar- he he was was leaves. arrested? He, yeah, he's arrested because he's le- he left his fish. In his apartment, <laughs> and he's arrested on animal cruelty charges. Right now, the fish—if you are concerned about the fish—is
1: being nursed back to health in an aquatic center. Listen, if that's animal cruelty, lock me up for thirty years. Yeah, I, 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 are you a <laughs> fish abuser? <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was playing a game one time with some with our students for youth group. This is like five years ago, and I was playing bobbing for apples but instead of apples i was using fish so i went to the store i so bought you, wait, like,
0: wait, hold on you're gonna bob for fish you're gonna try to get fish in your mouth
1: yeah wow all right it's a creative great game yeah and so i went and bought a hundred fish at the store little little goldfish. yeah put them in the water put a black tarp over it and i said all right kids today we're playing bobbing for fish and i unveiled it and i guess i, I put the fish in warm water <laughs> and they were all just floating at the top oh dead. my goodness did they all scream Yeah, this was the first night that all the new sixth graders were there, and half of them didn't come back after that. (laughs) All right, it's pretty obvious. We all got thin
0: skins and hard hearts. It's part of our defense mechanisms. We have hardened our hearts because we don't want them broken, but we still have thin skin because people are getting under our skin still. And so we've got to figure this out. How can we reverse this? How can we get thick skin and soft hearts? Yeah, so three ways. Three ways. To get thicker skin. And this is like, I can't, seriously, I cannot believe we're giving this away for free,
1: Jordan. This is so huge. Three ways. But this this is kind of guys we are. It's very true. Number one, expect disagreement.
0: Stop expecting people to agree with you. Expecting someone to agree with you is just setting yourself up to be offended. And then the conflict starts because they don't agree with you and you think they should and it's your opinion and they should have the same opinion. Just stop expecting people to share your opinion.
1: It's just your opinion. Yeah, and do you really want to live in a world where everyone agrees with you all the time?
0: No, I mean, not necessarily... Yeah, no. Like, if I were to think about it, no. But I think a lot of us have been raised to want that because we think yeah. our opinions are, like, top dog. And we've been raised in such an environment. It's so like, how dare anybody disagree
1: with us? Which is true. So then we go and find our little clicks and the little pods that agree with us. And right. And we stick in those. And then we just further perpetuate the problem of, right. of division. Yeah. But if you really think about it, we don't want – really, we don't want everyone to agree with us. Because then it's a pretty boring world. Oh, and, yeah. And we grow. You think about it. We grow – by having different views and being able to dialogue and talk about those things. Yeah. That's why I think what's going on right now in America is so detrimental is because there's no conversation. You look at the white house, they're not, they're not approving anything, right? You just have two people who are constantly fighting and there's no agreement. There's no growth because there's no dialogue, right? You can't have dialogue when you have anger and hate. That's why I love Tim Keller. He says this quote about, about tolerance and what tolerance really is. Cause I think we get tolerance really backwards. See, this is what he says. He says, tolerance isn't about not having beliefs. It's about how your beliefs lead you to treat people who disagree with you. So the disagreement is not bad. That's not a bad thing. We
0: got to start expecting it. Yeah. Because it, what happen, what's happening right now is we're intolerant because it's almost like we're surprised. How could somebody disagree with me? How yeah. could somebody actually post that? How could somebody
1: comment on that? And that right that right there sets that, us up. That's her. rooted in self-righteousness. It's rooted in I'm better than you. And when you have this mentality that you're better than someone, you can't love them. No. You can't love people that you genuinely think that you're better than. It sets us up to be offended. Start
0: expecting people are just going. Going to disagree with you number two and this is a big one again this isn't for your neighbor this isn't for your social media friend this is for you number two you want to get thick skin and a soft heart stop playing the victim don't play the victim anymore and this is big for us today i mean we're hurt rather easily and a lot of it is is because of what you said jordan our pride is too big it gets bumped rather easily and when it does we're the victim we've been wronged and nobody understands us and it becomes a vicious cycle, which pushes people away. I, I was reading an article uh, a couple of weeks ago by a psychologist, and he wrote that people who act like victims tend to push other people away, and then they play the victim all the more because now nobody likes me, everybody's against me. And the article mm-hmm. is just about how people who play the victim, are, are, they're, they're frozen in life, and they just keep on isolating themselves and pushing more and more
1: people away. Yeah, so stop playing the victim, especially if you're a Christian. Yes. If you're, if you're a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Listen, w- we believe that we're even worse than what people try to say about us. Yeah, wh- wh- whatever offense you took, you're far worse than whatever anybody has ever that's said like, about you. A- that's rooted at the base of everything we pretty much believe. So this funny sto- uh, tweet, actually. President Trump, he sent out this tweet to this American theologian named Russell Moore, and Trump tweeted, Russell Moore is a truly terrible representation of of evangelicals and all the good they stand for. He's a nasty guy with no heart. Yeah, I remember this. I remember when he tweeted this, (laughs) right? Now, I I don't know the whole context around it. I don't either. This isn't a political statement. No. What happened? But I love his response because Russell Russell Moore, he responded and said, why, yes, I am a nasty guy with no heart. I sing worse things about myself in our hymns on Sunday mornings. I am a wretch in need of God's grace. That's the reason I need forgiveness. The reason we should not be or
0: play the victim is because we believe we are far worse. Than what anybody says about us, and so yeah. if we find ourselves with these thin skins and we're playing the victims, we got to start reminding ourselves now.
1: I'm worse. I'm worse. Yeah. I'm far worse than that. Which is that? It's such a healthy perspective to be able to walk around unoffendable and be like, "Hey, no one could offend me because I know who I am and I know the forgiveness that I've received." Yeah, yeah. there's a really good book. In fact, Jordan, you gave it to me though. You didn't read it. I think Lindsay had read it and then yeah. had, um, my passed wife. it on to you, and then you passed my, it on to me. My wife got
0: married to me and then had to read a book called Unoffendable, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good book. It's uh, it's yeah. a great book actually. Go on Amazon. If if you find yourself being offended far too easily, which I'm, I'm guessing you do find yourself being offended far too easily, go on Amazon and find the book Unoffendable. I don't even think unoffendable is a word. It's just kind of a word that we made up. But it's an, an orange and black book, fantastic book that talks about how if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you should be unoffendable. And this is something we got to work on. But it all starts with stop playing the victim.
1: And number three how to have thicker skin, is to get a bigger perspective. Yeah, what do you mean by that, Jordan? Yeah, this this life's not all about being right. Yeah, yeah. If, if your life revolves and centers are about being right, well, right. That's, that's kind of a yeah. sad way to live, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, I mean, right now, we spend so much of our energy, our thoughts, and our time trying to prove that what we think is right like our fantasy come on jordan right you have this fantasy where uh you know one day so and so realizes you were right all along (laughs) we were right on immigration we were right on social justice we were right on politics like wouldn't that feel so great a lot of us have that fantasy and so many of us are aiming to leave legacies of being right like our tombstones will read rest in peace they were right about a lot of things (laughs) what a stupid legacy the truth is whether we're right or not nobody really cares Life is about more than being right, and when we really embrace that, our skin gets a little thicker and our heart gets a little softer. There is a lot more to life than being right, and we need to live with that perspective. Yeah,
1: throw away the scorecards, throw away the keeping tabs on who was right and who was wrong. And I'm telling you, you're going to have healthier marriages, you're going to have healthier friendships and relationships when you learn that. You'll find that you're going to be pushing people away far less. Yeah, there there was a couple um, that came to our church, and they had just tons of marital disagreements. I mean, it was a really bad marriage, and they just came from counseling. And... What stuck out in the counseling session was that they just kept bringing up things that happened ten years ago, fifteen years ago, tw- you know, twenty years ago that offended them. Like they had yeah, this wow. giant list. That's exhausting. So it is, and so w- w- what they did is uh, the counselor said, "Okay, I want you to write down a list of, of everything that you're offended by, everything." Yeah. So they went, they, they came back with pages long, like a little book. Wow. And said, "This is what I want you to do: is that you guys are going to, and you're going to burn this book." Yeah. You can you're have a little fire. You're gonna pray. You're gonna yeah. burn this book, and you guys are never going to bring these things up again. Yeah, like these good. are forgiven. These are in the past, and you're gonna move forward in a healthier marriage. And yeah. I, can I tell you, their marriage is 180 healthier now. Yeah, and it's not just because of that one fire, though. I, I would say, I mean, that's a big
0: deal to burn all that. But sometimes you have to do that daily. Yeah. Sometimes you have to wake up in the morning and being like, okay, I I'm gonna let go of this again, even though I let go of yeah. it yesterday. Good. What so and so posted, I'm gonna let
1: go of it right yeah. uh, right that, now again. That's perfect because forgiveness. You're right. It's not just this. Fiend just this. That you have and oh, I feel so much better. It's all the no no. forgiveness is this daily commitment that I'm not going to hold this against you anymore. Yeah, you want to get thicker skin and a softer heart. You have to expect
0: people are going to disagree with you. It's just your opinion. People don't really care what you think. So just expect people are going to disagree with you. That's okay. And when they do disagree with you, don't play the victim. Don't play the victim. You are far worse of a person than whatever they say about you. Don't play that victim and gain a bigger perspective. Life is a lot more than just being right. You yeah. want to leave a bigger legacy than uh, he was right.
1: Junior, can I, can I end with this proverb? It's Proverbs 19.11. and It says, good sense or good perspective... It makes one slow to anger. And it's his glory or it's for his good, it's for his honor to overlook an offense. Yes. Someone this week, I guarantee, is going to say something to you that will injure your pride. Yeah. It may be a spouse or a friends going to call you out, and your defenses are going to rush in to put up their dukes. Or maybe yeah. it's a coworker who might not validate your feelings. Someone on social media is going to say something that you disagree with. They're going to post a stupid article. It's going to happen, and you know it. In that moment, you are going to have to make a decision. Okay, am I going to choose to fight? Am I going to choose to gossip, choose to leave, choose to divide, choose to be offended? Or can I choose to be wrong for the sake of... My brothers, or can I choose to be gracious? Can I choose to be humble? Can I choose a bigger perspective? It is to your glory to overlook that offense. So
0: get good at it. We're not good at it. Get good at it and make the decision right now. I'm going to be good at
1: overlooking offenses. Dude, how cool would it be if the people in our boat and our little canoe could be the most unoffendable people in the world? Yeah, yeah. You know
0: how crazy they would sound? Why, how are you so unoffendable? I'm in the canoe with two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for this river's try it out, it's probably going to be the hardest try it out that we have had so far in yeah, this podcast. You came up with this and I was yeah. like, I don't know if we should do this. Oh, but we're doing All it. right. Here it is. Have a conversation with somebody who disagrees with you and don't try to prove that you're right. I would even say extra credit. <laughs> Make it somebody that you have pushed away in the past because they have disagreed with you. Try to reconnect with them. Have a conversation and don't try to prove that you're right on something. Make that decision right now. Who's it going to be? In fact, I bet someone already popped into your mind. Oh, uh, definitely. And so here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a conversation with them and they're going to bring up vaccines and you disagree with them. Or they're going to bring up masks. So they're going to bring up Biden or Trump. And and part of you is going to die just sitting there listening. <laughs> but that part of you that is dying is an easily offended part of you. And what you'll mm. find is that your skin is getting thicker. Yes, it hurts. But your skin is getting thicker and your heart is getting softer. And you will leave that conversation yeah. not happy, but eventually you will find yourself more unoffendable, living a much better life. Let that
1: part of you die. That's the part that needs to die. As always, thanks for joining us in our canoe and we really mean that. We we don't say that lightheartedly. We are so thankful yeah, for all of you. Yeah, we do love you. Listen.
0: Even though in the last episode we told you that we're done with you and it was a breakup. Yeah. We were just joking. We're glad that you came with.
1: I was serious, but I'm on a better mood this week. <laughs> and uh, we we do. We love you and we thank you for listening. But please like, subscribe, share this with a friend if it's helpful, and we'll see you next River.